Thank you as always. We, we love it when you're here. Good morning. My name's Tom. Welcome to the Unity Center for Positive Living. We're glad you could join us this morning. Not in the sanctuary, but on Zoom. I'd like to welcome my son, Aleph. He and his partner, Malin, are here from Sweden for the next couple of weeks. So we'll probably be seeing them at uh, Joanne's Fire upcoming on Tuesday. We'll start service today with a reading from the Daily Word, Wonder. I view my life through eyes of wonder. I feel inspired watching a young child discovering new things, eyes wide with awe and wonder. Even the smallest experiences, feeling the tickle of a butterfly on the skin or blowing the seeds with dandelion are a marvel and a joy. I think of this when disappointing life experiences chip away at my sense of awe and appreciation. Today, I let go of disillusionment and open my heart and my eyes to once again live in wonder. As I view life anew, I renew my belief in the goodness of life and of all people. I open myself to the unexpected treasures happening all around me each day. Wonder is a precious gift, one that I use to appreciate the marvels unfolding before me. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what <coughs> had happened to him. And that's from Acts 3.10. Now please stand and join us in singing while Karen and Mike lead us in Surely the Presence. <laughs> Thank you. 
On there. Hi, Fred. Hi, Mariette. <laughs> Good morning. Howdy. And you're right in it. I am right As you, yeah, as you do that, it's easy to do that. Okay. Oh, Okay, so we get, get another one. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> you know, one of the things that we do best is hugs. <laughs> I, I'm convinced. All right, announcements. Joanne sending out notice and details of the recurring events of Grandfather's Indian Christian service and medicine wheel teachings. Well, actually, he's down to one time a month on currently second Sunday. Um, and of course, Dr. Daria hosting her circle and book and film club discussions. And those are in Joanne's weekly email. Um, now, please do help your church. We do practice prayer, meditation, and service. So, see Susan in the back if you have some time to do a reading. Any other announcements? Our picnic is August 13th. August 13th, and that's out at Dr. Daria's in Onalaska. Mossy Rock. Mossy Rock. What time? It was 2 o'clock, but Shit. anybody that can go earlier to help set up is welcome. There we go. Encouraged, actually. That's encouraged to <laughs> come out and help set up. So again, that's going to be out in Joanne's weekly email. So watch for that. Are we having lunch here? <clears throat> no. Okay. No, we were not. Some of us are going straight there with food. So. so Jerry asked if we were going to have lunch um, here after service, and we said no. We're just going to go directly out there. Unless someone's not going to the picnic, and a couple of them want to bring something together, but. All right, Joanne's on no, Because somebody it. may not want to go to the picnic. Well, okay. And they yeah. want to do fellowship. 
And and I would imagine we'll probably be doing carpooling. Yeah. So again, that'll be in the you now you're gonna get everybody reading your email, Joanne. That's gonna be great. All right, please join us in our unity statement. We'll say it together. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others, revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. Now, let's stand up and join Mike and Karen as they lead us in our song of joy, Three Little Birds. Yay. Woke up this morning, smiled at the rising sun. Three little birds perched by my doorstep, singing sweet songs, a melody pure and true, saying, this is my message to Handbook for Joyous Survival. While there are seemingly earth-shattering events occurring in greater frequency upon your planet, you need not be affected by them. Discover how to create and control your experience in the seemingly unstable environment. 88? How long ago was that? 30 some odd years ago. Okay. Actually, this one's from December 23rd, 1987. You are from every level of your being, joy-seeking beings. You have intended, as you have come into physical expression of life, to experience that which brings you joy and which offers joy to those who surround you. You are uplifters, participating here together because you are wanting to share with others the joyous life experience that you are creating for yourself. At, the t at that time, you made a decision to come into physical expression. 
You're clearly aware that you were the sole creator of your life experience and that each individual with whom you would be, would be participating was also sole creator in their life experience. But you came to planet Earth to participate in life experience with others because you also understood the value of being. As you are, as you are, you influence the thoughts of others. And so you intended to be in physical form to becoming that which you intended, that you might stimulate others to the same upliftment. From the perspective of your inner being, you joyously chose physical life, and you anticipated a joyous life experience. As you pay attention to the way you feel, as you are participating in this life experience, you will know whether you're moving in the direction of the joyful life experience that you anticipated and whether you are not. The joyous emotion that comes forth, forth from within is a signal that you are in harmony with those inner intentions. And a negative emotion that you feel is a warning bell or signal that you are not. If you're wanting to know about those who surround you, if you're wondering whether they are upon the path of their intent as they have come into physical expression, pay attention to the emotion that comes forth from within them. For it is not something that's easily hidden. When you are a joyous being, it is obvious, and the joy-seeking being is always drawn to the being who is experiencing joy. The law of attraction sees to that. If you find yourself surrounded with joyous beings, it is an indication that you are a joyous being. indication that you are the same is that which you have attracted. If you are wanting to offer joy to others, then you must first be joyous. If you are wanting to offer health to others, then you must first seek health for yourself. And as you intend and receive, there will also be contentment. And as you are experiencing contentment, many will flock to your joyous example, wanting to understand how it is that you have achieved this. It is wonderful that what you have experienced to this point in your physical experience need not influence that, okay. It's wonderful that that which you have experienced to this point in your physical experience need not influence that which you will experience. For as you are making your decisions now about what you're wanting, you begin creating towards those decisions. You need not continue to experience life of pain if you are now choosing a life of joy. But for most of you, there is little change, for you usually pursue the same thoughts, the same other beings, and the same life experiences that have brought you to this point that you're currently experiencing. And as you continue to pursue more of that, you continue to create more of that. It is not our intent to guide you toward or away from anything. We are here to offer you, from our broader perspective, from our point of knowing, the universal laws which affect the life experience that you are participating in. We are here to offer you our explanation of the creative process, the law of attraction, that you might have deliberate control of that which you are experiencing. For deliberate control of what you create was your dominant intention as you chose this physical life experience. You are individual beings here to create individually, and as much as you want to do for others, and as much as you feel responsibility, responsibility to create within their life experiences, you are doing others a disservice by trying to take from them the responsibility responsibility that they have intended for themselves. And since this person is moving out of my house this week, <laughs> yay, freedom. Okay. Thank you, Joanne. I am. And now. Remain seated and join us as Mike, Karen and Mike lead us in our meditation song, Long Time Sunshine. So 
because in our affirmations, I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. And I am at peace knowing everything I need comes to me in the perfect time and the perfect way. To really listen is to be willing to be changed by what we hear. So we're going to listen carefully to these words of truth from Myrtle Fillmore, co-founder of Unity. We rejoice and remember that we have the God power to change conditions, the God love to express Christ-likeness, and we work lovingly and diligently with whatever we find in ourselves or our environment that falls short. So the words that really popped out at me, lovingly and diligently. And to be truthful, that was the first time those two words popped out at me. Before, what I would read is, as we express God love and Christ-likeness and God power, we, we work and we change that what it is that falls short that we believe that falls short. And I think my um, conditioning of perfectionism would move in and say, okay, let's let's change what falls short and, and just um, work, strive and work to overcome that which I felt fell short. But now the words, and, and that didn't really pan out that great for me, I have to say. Because there was like, okay, let's let's change what's what's wrong. Let's change what's wrong, what I deem to be wrong, and let's just find the answer and let's just fix it. So kind of a fix-it mentality. And um now these words we work lovingly and diligently with whatever we find, with those things that that are falling short. Um, and not helping us, that really changes it a lot for me because doesn't that insinuate that this journey takes time? Whatever falls short, if it's a health issue, for example, um, then that is going to take time, oftentimes, you know, to work out what's going on because it's more than the physical. It's what's beneath the physical, the, the mindset, as Joanne, when she shared that reading, beautiful alignment with my talk today. Thank you, Joanne. How did you know? So um, there's, there's so much going on beneath the surface, beneath the appearance. And for myself, I um, am experiencing... Um, a problem with my digestive system and perhaps more than my digestive system. Perhaps my digestive system is just affected by perhaps my nervous system. And as I walk this healing journey of not being able to eat um, very much at one sitting and terrified because I'm losing too much weight day and it's episodal. Sometimes it, um, I'm, I'm navigating things lovely and my body is okay. And then I get these, um, these, um, these flare ups of times when I feel very nauseous and, and I can only accept small amounts of food and, and that is distressing. So that's when the survival security part of my brain gets kicked into action let's fix this let's fix this you know, I'm hungry I want to eat right and um and so um let it really understanding that 
Um, I can let that go. I can let go of my need for security, for survival, and move into my God power that Myrtle talks about and work with what's going on in my body with love and diligence. And diligence means for the long haul, and it means learning so much more of what's going on inside of me and, and for you and your um, challenges that you encounter, what's really going on inside of you? Is there, you know, some kind of old belief? We All of us have many old beliefs that we, and, and so much um, conditioning from our culture about perfectionism, about what looks good, about um, what we must do to stay healthy or to stay prosperous or to stay in alignment with um, whatever goal we have. So, um, yeah, that, that's some of what I'm learning. And the biggest breakthrough I've had lately is, um, let's be myself, Mariette. I want to be really kind to myself as I go through this healing journey and having lost a lot of weight. I want to be kind to myself, not beat myself up, um, which is called spiritual malpractice, right? I haven't said the right prayer. I haven't done the right thing. What am I missing? You see how that's like a survival security mindset. And so I flip the switch to, um, a God mindset to like, I accept everything that's happening to me right now as messages of love, of messages that of love that will lead to my healing. As I wield the power of love, I will find, I will create my healing. Almost like just step into it without effort. It's just like, oh, it's done. It's done. I've done it. <laughs> That, that's, you know, I, I have complete faith that that's exactly how it's going to show up and it's going to feel awesome. And I will know my power as I've never known it before. Um, I will believe in my power as I never had have before. We have 12 powers. And even more. We talk about 12 powers in unity, but we have so many more, you know, under the category of love, there's compassion, the power of compassion, you know, there's the power of intuition that um, is aligned with our power of wisdom. Um, there's, we have so many powers that we can tap into. And so we must, we must learn to sit with ourselves, to listen deeply and be willing to be changed by what we hear. Be willing to change. Myrtle goes on to say, keeping the attention centered in the Christ mind, we are able to see beyond the appearances to the impulses of the soul, which is always urging us in our efforts to make use of what God has given. I love that. We are able to see beyond the appearances to the impulses of the soul. We all have these impulses to love, to laugh, to express our humanness, to connect with others, with each other. These, these are the spontaneities that we want to bring forward and this is what helps that kickstarts our um, survival brain into over overdrive. Does that make sense? Myrtle says, to the degree that we let Christ be lifted up, in the same degree shall we rid ourselves of that which may have been pronounced incurable or may have seemed to us a disease that was incurable. Because sometimes we throw up our hands. But as we accept the invitation to come higher, friend, to a new level, higher level of understanding, of acceptance, of self-love, of love for others, then 
it changes everything physically as well. Let us more and more remember that which Jesus Christ said, with God, all things are possible. It's a true story. And let us listen until we hear within. Is anything too hard for Jehovah? Myrtle says, any thought that is not based upon eternal reality, truth, really has no existence at all. So if we believe in disease, we are believing in something that has no substance, no reality. When we dissolve the belief out of our mind and in its place, establish the realization of the one presence and one power of good and exercise our faith in health as the one presence and power within us, we shall feel the conviction that we are the expression of health, that God is. This powerful conviction of oneness with divine wholeness will become abiding. And I go back to as we work lovingly and diligently with whatever we find in ourselves or our environment that falls short as we work with it. So sometimes it's a tussle, you know, it's a dance, you know, um, it can go back and forth from a tussle to a dance, from frustration to peace, from peace to frustration and back to peace. As we figure out within our humanity, where our divinity can take root more and more and replace the old thoughts with new thoughts and replace old beliefs with the faith that we know is true, that is real. So she says, you know, this powerful conviction of oneness with divine wholeness will become abiding. Nothing can take it from us. God is love and its love has cast out of the mind and heart all fear. It's like turning on that light switch and the darkness just, boom, it's gone. And there is no room for doubts and fears because God as love and health remains supreme in us. Jehovah, I looked it up and it's translated from Hebrew as the existing one. I never knew that. I like that, the existing one. It is derived from the word hava, meaning to be, or more specifically, to become known. To become known. For me, this speaks to each one of us, choosing to become our fullest self by daring to reveal our essential self to ourselves and to others, bringing it up and forward and letting our vulnerable real self take center stage. So talking about deep listening, that is a definition of prayer, deep listening. For example, Thomas Keating says, Silence is the language of God. And you know, unity teaches the centering prayer, which is a form of meditation that we use um, oftentimes in unity. And that is um, a discipline that Thomas Keating um, was the um, founder of. And, he, you know, one word is a mantra, a sacred word just to help us stay centered and to go deeper and deeper into that place of centering within. And when we listen at this depth, deep in the well of our soul, we listen in a way that always changes us. You know that old saying, prayer is not for God, it's for us. We're the ones that need to change. 
need to grow, need to evolve, need to develop our full potential. Prayer is that deep listening that always changes us. In unity, we immerse ourselves in silence when we want to receive guidance from our source. So we clear the channel and we express our true self. We clear the channel of misperceptions we have held and we allow understanding to come into our hearts. When we pray, divine order is reestablished. We are free to express our authentic naked self without self-consciousness. Indeed, we return to the innocence of dwelling in our original home, metaphorically known as Garden of Eden. So I heard and heeded the call of spirit to learn and think and pray the unity way. I chose to become a prayer chaplain for Unity of Windsor. I knew that it was time because I wanted to help myself. I wanted to help God help me. Or, you know, um, heal my um my my um challenge and so i became um i'm in training i've taken three sessions of training and i'm loving the learning that i'm doing and i'm learning to pray without ceasing just throughout the day um bringing thoughts and words of healing treatment into my mind and I'm listening deeply and I'm being changed. And is that not the real healing? So it has been this fascinating learning process. And I'm experiencing the miracle working power of Myrtle's words. I'm going to tell, uh, repeat what she said to you. When I dissolve the belief out of my mind and in its place establish the realization of the one presence and one power of good and exercise my faith and health as the one presence and one power within me, I feel the conviction that I am the expression of the health that God is. And so with the affirmation, I am health, I am that. I am love. I am that. And feel those words, the truth of them. It's such good manna. And my faith grows. And so I invite you at this time to think of a challenge that you're going through. And then I want you to think of the reality of the one power and the one presence of good in your life. And to see your challenge from that perspective. Just take a moment to do that. It can be a, a really miraculous shift and it might be fleeting but as we work lovingly and diligently with this process we grow and and those times of miraculous shifts of our thinking they stick more and more just like working out at the gym works our muscles so our spiritual disciplines Work the muscles of our divinity. So now, these days, instead of having the fearful feeling, which we never got to, I spent the whole year last year taking tests. And all they can tell me is that I have dyspepsia. Yes, but where does the dyspepsia come from? But you know, the medical community doesn't know. And so it's up to me to um, take the journey to find out. 
And even if I never find out, spirit knows. I am known just as each of you are known by spirit. And um, and if it just goes away one day and never comes back, and I never knew, it's okay with me, right? Because I'm sure it'd be okay with you to overcome your challenges without ever knowing why. So um, in actuality, I did have an old habit of submitting to a belief that other people held the key for my healing, going to the, to my doctor, going to um, a health practitioner. Um, I would subtly, very subtly from cultural conditioning of, you know, doctor knows best, give up some of my power and think, you know, they'll take care of me. And so that was um, a big letting go for me, a big um, release and coming into my own power. So I'm daring to think in a new way, trusting in my power to heal myself with the support of others. So it's not what we do, right? It's with the it's what's the intention that we do it with. So I still have my healing team, but now I'm learning to keep my power and not give it away as I as I visit these health practitioners and ask them to support me. So yes, my body is being supported, my body, mind, and soul and spirit are being supported. I'm going at it from a, a multi-approach way from, um, you know, inner child trauma to physical, to faith, spiritual, to mental, what are my thoughts, to emotional, what am I hanging on to? What is my body hanging on to? And that, that goes in with the um, category of, of childhood trauma letting go of old energies and emotions. So I'm going at it just the way I quit smoking a long time ago from a multi-approach um, method where I go at it from multiple um, ways. So when I quit smoking many years ago, I would um, go at it from writing all about why I wanted to quit, what were all the great reasons, and then journaling all about it and what were my feelings. And then I had this little, um, this little tool that I used to help break up and scatter my habit. So that was the physical approach. And, you know, it, it was very helpful for me. And, and that was something else I had to work very diligently and very lovingly with, because it took many years of quitting. And then a couple of years later, starting again, and so I would have to work diligently and lovingly with that challenge to like just staying with it. What a, what a great, what a great learning curve that was for me to stay with it because I finally overcame it when I brought in a third aspect, a smoking buddy. And um, he actually smoked marijuana. And when we got together, he's now my husband. Um, we agreed to give up our, our vices. He gave up marijuana I gave up cigarettes which I was still cheating I wasn't fully in the habit but I, I hadn't completely let go of it I would just have it once in a while when I felt the need and uh when being social or whatever and uh you know I kicked the habit with that emotional support of having um, a friend um, do it with me Friends, we need each other in, in all your endeavors of overcoming, of working lovingly and diligently with that, which falls short in your life. Bring in someone, whether you pay them or whether you don't, whether they're a friend um, or a psychologist or whether, you know, somebody at Unity or someplace new that you want to go to to check out um, retreats, whatever it is, communities to people, to each other. We need each other. There's an old saying, the luckiest people of all are the people who know that we need each other. 
people who need people are the luckiest people of all. That's how it goes. So, um, yeah, that's, those are my basic thoughts for today. Um, I am feeling my faith grow. Um, I am looking to my inner resources. You know, we are metaphysicians. We are standing in the factory of divine mind, seeing thoughts poured into visibility, as Charles Fillmore puts it. Isn't that lovely? We are standing in the factory of divine mind, seeing thoughts poured into visibility. Again, the same kind of message that Joanne shared with us. So what a powerful position we can choose to take always comes down to choice, to accept the grace and love of the one presence and one power and choose to stand strong in it. And if we can't stand strong in it at the time, call someone who will stand strong for us and with us. We never again need to be deceived by our fear. We never again need to do that. We have way too much power to buy into it for very long, if at all. Once we sit with spirit in silent prayer, it's easy to follow a prompting that directs us in a certain way or follow a prompting to let go of a direction we were intending to follow. So I am learning to do that as well. Just ask myself, can I eat this? I hold the food I want to eat. You know, am I hungry? Can I eat this? Um, should I do this? Should I take this medicine? And I get a yes or no answer. Imelda Shanklin. Um, I want to share one more thing with you. Imelda, Imelda Shanklin says this in her classic unity book it's called what are you your mind will do for you anything you ask of it it will reveal to you hourly the thing that you need to know for that hour it can be made so responsive that it will act for you at any given time in any prescribed way your mind responds to its reliance on it She's saying that as you rely on your mind, it responds more and more to you. So if a matter seems difficult, brood lightly upon it. Look at it, muse over it, then put it away in the place where mind of God begins to become your mind. Leave it there for a season. You will find on taking up the matter once again, it has become clear to you. Mind responds to our intention every single time. We metaphysicians are called to train our mind, our mind, which is one with divine mind. Know this, God is mind. The mind of God thinks, it thinks itself. The mind of God thinks itself is you. It thinks you. The mind of God thinks you. Therefore, your thoughts contain the supreme power of change and manifestation. Wow. So there's lots to ponder. Let's go into uh, meditation. I have a prayer that I'd like to share with you. It's a poem by Rumi. It's called The Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as welcome and entertain them all. 
even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. She may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. So let us take two minutes of silence and let these words of holy, sacred truth seep and steep in our souls. You may begin. And so we come back to this space, this time, and we thank God for all the wisdom that resides within us, that informs us as we listen deeply, willing to be changed. We thank God for being the one presence and one power everywhere. There is no spot where God is not. We know this as our truth. We use this in our healing treatments. And we walk on in power and faith and truth. Blessings to you, truth students, wonderful metaphysicians. Carry on with the good work lovingly and diligently. Thank you very much. Indeed, lovingly and diligently to watch the path So, while we are together spiritually, Physically and virtually, we want to thank everyone who has donated to Community by Mail. 
We appreciate any guests thanks to the church at 800 South Pearl Street and Barry 1 You can also donate online by clicking on the donation page link on our website, communityofsinfailure.net. We deeply appreciate all the ways that you give of your time, talent, and treasure. I was told our offerings in our hands or in our hearts, as we say, our offering prayers together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I want. Well, John, you've got Clark right here. Right. The, the members of our community have requested we send out healing prayers and energy to all of the children, women, men, and animals that are displaced by war and by natural disasters. The members of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home. John and all the members of our communities who are dealing with health issues. Mariette. Mariette. Oh, yes. Well, also Mariette, who is leading us on the path of healing. And to give thanks for all of the folks that have come back from um, serious physical um, conditions, including Johnny, who's working on, on with his foot, um, and anyone else that you have in your hearts. Now, please join me in our healing prayer. Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for all and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. And for our prayer of protection, let's say that together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God holds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is. <laughs> 
and all is well. And in conclusion, let's form a circle and join hands in the sanctuary and in Zoom land and sing our song of peace. Feel free to turn on gallery view if you're in Zoom so you can see us all singing. And thank you to all those who made this Sunday possible. The Merkers for their uplifting music. Licensed Unity teacher Mariette Jones for her inspired teaching. And Joanne Cobbs for her blessed reading. And as always, our stalwart production staff of Johnny, Joanne, Penny, Susan for creating and the service for folks far and near. Please stay with us after our service if you wish to share in our fellowship time. Next Sunday, we will be taught and blessed by Dr. Daria Punches as she once again shares her experiences and wisdom.